welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Saturday of the Octave of Easter. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and and on earth earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father, Amen. Let us pray. O God, who by the abundance of your grace give increase to the peoples who believe in you, look with favour on those you have chosen, and clothe with blessed immortality those reborn through the sacrament of baptism. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The rulers, elders, and scribes were astonished at the assurance shown by Peter and John, considering they were uneducated laymen, and they recognized them as associates of Jesus. But when they saw the man who had been cured standing by their side, they could find no answer. So they ordered them to stand outside while the Sanhedrin had a private discussion. What are we going to do with these men, they asked. It is obvious to everyone in Jerusalem that a miracle has been worked through them in public, and we cannot deny it. But to stop the whole thing spreading any further among the people, let us caution them never to speak to anyone in this name again. So they called them in and gave them a warning on no account to make statements or to teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John retorted, You must judge whether in God's eyes it is right to listen to you and not to God. We cannot promise to stop proclaiming what we have seen and heard. The court repeated the warnings and then released them. They could not think of any way to punish them since all the people were giving glory to God for what had happened. 
the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I praise you, Lord, for you have answered me. I praise you, Lord, for you have answered me. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his love has no end. The Lord is my strength and my song. He was my saviour. There are shouts of joy and victory in the tents of the just. I praise you, Lord, for you have answered me. The Lord's right hand has triumphed. His right hand raised me up. I shall not die. I shall live and recount his deeds. I was punished. I was punished by the Lord, but not doomed to die. I praise you, Lord, for you have answered me. Open to me the gates of holiness. I will enter and give thanks. This is the Lord's own gate, where the just may enter. I will thank you, for you have answered, and you are my Saviour. I praise you, Lord, for you have answered me. Alleluia, alleluia. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Having risen in the morning on the first day of the week, Jesus appeared first to Mary of Magdala, from whom he had cast out seven devils. She then went to those who had been his companions, and who were mourning and in tears, and told them. But they did not believe her when they heard her say that he was alive, and that she had seen him. After this, he showed himself under another form to two of them as they were on their way into the country. These went back and told the others, who did not believe them either. Lastly, he showed himself to the eleven themselves while they were at a table. He reproached them for their incredulity and obstinacy, because they had refused to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go out to the whole world. Proclaim the good news to all creation. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So in this first week of Easter, we've been dotting around a little bit from gospel to gospel, hearing the stories about Easter Sunday and the immediate days following after. How the news about Jesus' resurrection started to spread. We started off with Matthew on Monday. We heard from Luke. We've heard from John. Today now, we get Mark. And in classic Mark style, he does it with very few words. So we go back to Easter Sunday. Having risen in the morning, says Mark, on the first day of the week, Jesus appeared first to Mary of Magdala, from whom he had cast out seven devils. She then went to those who had been his companions and who were mourning and in tears and told them, but they didn't believe her. Then we hear that Jesus shows himself to two more disciples who are on their way to the country. Presumably, these are the disciples on the road to Emmaus. They come back tell the others who don't believe. And then lastly, Jesus comes to the 11 who are at table. And Jesus tells them off for not having believed the witness of Mary Magdalene and of the two disciples who came back to tell them about it. What's interesting is that Mark seems to focus on the fact that the people don't believe what they hear. 
Mary Magdalene goes and tells the disciples they don't believe her. The two disciples who are on their way come back to tell the others who don't believe them. That each and every step, Mark seems to go, well, when you hear the news, people aren't believing it. Until what? Until they encounter Jesus themselves. That's the real turning point. And Jesus kind of sticks it to the disciples for their incredulity, for their unwillingness to believe. Because really, the disciples should have believed. They should have known. They should have trusted. So where is it that the disciples encounter the living Jesus? Where is it that they find the proclamation of the good news that Christ is risen from the dead? And where do they receive the faith to believe that Jesus is truly risen? Well, Mark says this, He showed himself to the eleven themselves while they were at table. Now that's surely a very clear allusion to the Eucharist. Where is it that we meet Christ's true presence? Where is it that we come to believe? Where is it that we encounter the living Lord? It's when the eleven are gathered at table. What's the antidote then to a lack of faith? What's the remedy for the despair of Good Friday? It's meeting the Lord in his living body. This reference that Mark makes to gathering at table with the eleven shows us that this isn't something that's for the eleven apostles themselves only because the whole church is called to be gathered with the eleven and join them at table. At the altar of the mass. And that there we encounter the living Christ and ourselves come to faith in the resurrection. But I'll tell you what's got me worried. While Mass is in suspension, we're doing our best to live stream Masses, to listen to podcasts, to watching priests using Facebook Live for the first times and accidentally flicking on their filters... We're doing our best to nourish our spiritual lives. What worries me is that while we're doing our best in order to do what is second best, that we might be tempted to lose sight of what is truly best. There's no substitute for the Mass. The place of Easter faith is gathered on the day of the resurrection at table with the eleven. So, while we're doing our best in the present situation, let's not get used to it. And let's not learn to like it. What worries me is that after this is all over and we recommence the celebration of the Mass, that there might be a group of us who kind of roll over on a Sunday morning and think, you know... I reckon I might live stream this one and stay in my pyjamas. It's not the same. It's like getting used to fasting during Lent and then getting to Easter Sunday and going, you know, I think I'm okay without food. 
Let's stay hungry for the bread of life because it's at the table with the apostles that Jesus truly shows himself and casts out all doubt, all fear, and shows himself fully present and alive. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ in our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that, as you did at Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God our Father.